What up, what up? Welcome to episode 152 of Keep the Kayfabe. I'm Mike, sitting here with my boys, ready to talk some wrestling. We got AEW Revolution coming up this Sunday. We cannot wait. It's Sting's final match. It's going to be a monumental night. This is one of our favorite episodes. It's where we crown King Booker and Fantasy Book the upcoming pay-per-view. And uh, it's a lot of fun. It, it what. It is what keeps keeps keep the kayfabe at the top of the list when it comes to wrestling podcasts. So thank you for all of your recent support and keep shouting us out. Keep recommending us to your friends because these prediction shows are fun. So why don't we get to know who's participating tonight in the prediction show? He's over in Glendale and it's a man who keeps it regal. Steve Grobschmidt. What up, Grobby? It's showtime. Oh. Keep it short and sweet for the stinger. Bring in the energy. Bring little in the of, energy. A uh, little bit of a little bit of my wrestling uh fandom is gonna is gonna pass away this week as uh as an all-time favorite retires, but that's all right. Definitely. Cannot wait. Can't wait to experience this pay-per-view. And um, yeah, good to see you this evening, Steve. Likewise. Alrighty. Why don't we head on down to Bayview now? And talk to a man who keeps it freshly squeezed, but he is also a man who rips a pretty good Val Venus impression. And tonight he will be talking about abstinence. What up, Matt? <laughs> Hello, ladies. Uh, the big Valbowski is here tonight to talk about something he just uh, can't stand. Abstinence. Whose idea was this? Well, you know what the big Valboski says? <laughs> you can't spell abstinence without stain. And when the big Valboski leaves, there's plenty of stains left <laughs> behind. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, and if you're trying to stay abstinent, too, I mean, you get the idea. That's why, like, it's always pretty hard to sleep in a hotel room. I mean, they clean the sheets, but the mattress. Come on, people. It's, that is true. I feel bad to even saying all that stuff since, you know, it is Lent. Um, so shout out to our <laughs> listeners. Apologies if that promo really uh, threw you off. Yes. Sure. A lot of people practicing Lent are big Val Venus fans, so I don't think they big. really care. Big. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Cool. Good to see you, Matt. Thank you for that. Let's go over to Ohio. Talk to the man with the golden pipes, Gary Williams. What up, Gary? My introduction in the memory. Oh my gosh. How did you pull that off? Oh my gosh. That was fucking cool. That was freaking amazing. Right now, ladies and gentlemen, we are, this, this episode is in memory of Michael Jones, better known by his ring name, Virgil. Okay. So for our listeners, I, I I apologize because I keep talking about, we're coming to you. I kept trying to like, 
Yeah, so so we are going to be on YouTube soon, someday. I don't know. We're working on it. But for those of you listening to this in an audio format, so we logged on, I don't know, at this point, probably like 20 minutes ago, well before starting recording. And Gary has been sitting in front of a white screen on Zoom. You know, people have that to kind of blur out the background. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, there's maybe some distractions in the background. Well, Gary just gently leaned to the side and there's a amazing picture of Virgil Ice Train Jones, whatever you want to call him, that just appears out of nowhere. God, just yeah. What a way, what a way to hold out. Nicely uh, done, Gary. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I I do think this was a rough week for wrestling uh lore. I mean, <clears throat> both um Virgil and Oli Anderson, who I know Matt and Mike um Oli is not necessarily a character that you would have been able to appreciate as much just because of how old school he was. But um, for as much of a, as a curmudgeon as Oli was, um, he was a great heel character back in the day in Georgia championship wrestling in the old NWA. It was when in the original four horsemen. So, um, but yeah, and he was a booker for a long time. um, And he's known as being super, at least an old, Oli is known for being super crotchety and super not great to get along with, but, but, um, kind of like Steve mentioned, you know, that is that generation, the Ric Flair, uh, you know, early sting to some degree, but I mean, you know, those, those wrestling icons are, are, as they're leaving us, they do leave a hole in some of our hearts. Uh, when uh, we think about, you know, wrestling fans from, uh, but, you know, from Steve and I, from our generation or generation past. So, so shout out to the big, um, to the big Oli and the, the big Virgil, um, you know, dedicating this, uh, this prediction show for you. Thanks Gary. It's nice to hear a little bit of an explanation about him. Cause you're right. Mike and I don't really know as much about Oli as I'm sure you and Steve do. Um, I think Mike and I were almost more disappointed to hear that Richard Lewis also passed away uh, <laughs> being Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. fan. So what a week yeah. just for the world. So you guys probably don't remember the old, a lot of the old school Oli stuff, but let me ask you this. Do you happen to remember one of the most infamous wrestling angles of all time, the Shockmaster? Is that uh, ring a bell? Very familiar, yes. Yes. So when you, if you're, next time you watch that video, they do a dub over of like, you know, it's, it's the guy who played Tugboat that plays the Shockmaster, but they voice over and it's Oli that does the like uh, gravelly <laughs> voice, like super corny. Um that still like tries to salvage that disaster of a segment. Yeah. Yes. Well, gang, we appreciate that shout out, Gary. Ten bells salute you tonight. Ten bells <laughs> yep. salute. Most definitely for all of our our lost loved ones here tonight on Keep the Cafe. But we got to keep it rolling to Revolution. That's right, folks. This pay per view is always sneaky good. I mean, they talk about all out and. Uh, double or nothing be the hot shit. I think Revolution is so fun, especially because it takes place in the wintertime when not a lot's going on. I mean, NBA and hockey, they're kind of in that period right before the um, playoffs come in. There's no football. Spring training's going. So we need something. We need some something entertaining. And in the past, I got to say, Revolution fucking delivers. And this card is no exception. I will be honest, I haven't been closely paying attention as much as I have in the past just with what I've 
had going on, but I am very excited to talk about it because we're all going to learn something tonight. So we can jump back into wrestling. So if you're a new listener or a longtime listener, you're going to enjoy this tonight. So how King Booker works is we run down the card. Every person gets an opportunity to weigh in on who is going to win the match. And you get a point for when you win a match. Uh, but the key is you want to pick the perfect card. So you got to differentiate your picks from somebody else. So you kind of want to hear who goes first, what they say, and try to swoop in and try to offset those picks. But also you get a kick out. And um, that is sort of kind of like a mulligan. So before the show's over, you can change one pick. And we have yet to pick a perfect card yet on Keep the Kayfabe. We've been close. I think we've only, I think, been one or two losses off. But yet we need that perfect card to see how this is going to go. So we're going to throw in some stipulations too. So without further ado, who is current King Booker, by the way? Is it Gary? I think it's Gary. Right. Yes, I believe I am King Booker, and um, yeah, you're on a hot streak. I I want I am so, um, and I do have uh, a a challenge uh, for all of you. Um, so, are you are you ready, my friends? Yeah, and this is this challenge is to see who has the honor of going last because that's a good way to hear uh, everybody else's picks to know when to swoop in and try to offset your fellow keep the kayfabers mm-hmm. so yeah okay so with outgoing over without oh going over closest to without going over um and i will the person that uh, puts their finger up first i will pick and each of you will obviously get a, a choice but um speed is of the essence how old was Virgil? Uh, Matt. 61. Okay. Mike? I'll say 64. Steve? 63. 61 it is. Oh, nice. On the dot, Matt Michelson. On the dot. Well done. He's it done pays to pay research. attention to wrestling. Yeah. This, yeah, this is your first, first rodeo, rodeo, Matt. Yeah, not you know, no, there. not even my second. <laughs> Thanks, Steve. <laughs> awesome, buddy. What would your right. guess? What would your guess be as to his first year of wrestling? Like age? Um, or no? Um, oh, what year? Yeah, what year? It was Soul Train Jones in Championship in CWA Memphis, Tennessee. I'd Ooh. say eighty-six. Ooh, that's close. Oh. It's real good. Yeah. 1985. 1985. Yeah. How about this? He, his very first feud, Big Bubba, AKA the Big Boss Man. He, on January 4th, 1987, he defeated Big Bubba for the AWA International Heavyweight Championship. How about that? Good for Virgil. Yeah. Wow. Hard to top that. Other than the million dollar belt. Oh, and how about this this little known fact? <laughs> Sorry. He and Rocky Johnson were tag team champions in the, the AWA Southern Tag Team. The champions. Rock's dad? Wow. Yeah. How about them? Them apples. Wow. But yeah. We can do a Virgil right. episode later. <laughs> On to the show. 
Matt, that would congratulations. Be interesting. Thank you. Well, the guy was pretty much out in the public a lot, hustling for his money. So I oh, know yeah. we could probably get a lot of keep the kayfabers to probably call in and tell their best Virgil stories. That'd be pretty cool if we could gather some of those. A lot of people have met him. All right. So, as you know, Revolution is taking place this Sunday, and I believe it's in North Carolina. Yes, Greensboro, North Greensboro. Carolina. North Carolina. Coliseum. Sting's last match is the headliner. Cannot believe it. It's going to be awesome. But we're not going to run down that match first. Let's go to this one. It's Orange Cassidy, current singles champion in the AEW International Championship versus Roderick Strong with Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. So um, I'm just going to go with Orange Cassidy just because I haven't really been paying attention that much. And I know Steve hates him. And when this pick comes up and he picks Roderick Strong, he's going to feel it from his buddy Mike Bate. Don't assume what I'm going to pick. And yeah, well, you don't can... assume what he's going to feel either. Yeah, yeah no that's doubt. right. <laughs> yeah. How do you know I, I haven't like had a change of heart with Orange Cassidy? I mean, you know, sometimes there's things that happen over and over, like just to the point to beat you over the head where they get, but then all of a sudden it's okay one week. This okay, isn't John. one of those cases. I'm still okay, John Moxley. <laughs> yeah, I'm desperately sick of Orange Cassidy's shtick. I appreciate what he's done. I'm not one of those guys that like is offended or think it's bad for wrestling. I just think it's like just as stale as stale can be. And I am going to give my tiny little bit of influence in the cosmos that Roderick Strong sure as shit better win. And I'm going to tell you not just because I think Orange is boring, but Honest to God, what the hell do you do with this? I mean, I feel like this is Adam Cole group is already kind of like a mm-hmm. mid-card underwhelming. If Roderick Strong can't get his first title shot right, like, Jesus Christ, what are they doing with this team? Like, just forget him. Um, so he has to win, I think. And that's why I'm going with an emphatic Roddy Strong and his mustache. Yeah, I'm told you so, people. I'm, I'm, with you, I'm with you, Steve. I'm not a fan of... I am. I appreciate again. This is no criticism. I think I, I too, orange stick had its has its place in in pro wrestling entertainment. Um, I'm. I just cannot believe with all the people that they have in AEW why they keep putting the titles on people like Orange Cassidy when they have so many other people they can utilize. Especially Orange. since he had a really impressive title he run. He and then they had and to like... course correct because of the injuries. It's like, and then they give him a really another long, I mean, I guess it's, he's not a young guy. This is probably like no. his height of his, like what he's got left. So, I mean, I, I understand that, but still, yeah. yeah. Well, I just really think you guys give a lot of disrespect to this man. <laughs> that's not like, true i really actually no, no. let me tell you something at house <laughs> let rules let me tell you something let me tell oh, you something. at house rules in troy ohio i got my picture taken with orange cassidy now we might have oh. snuck it. we might have snuck in the line accidentally and that's how it because it's a long story but yeah i actually have my picture with him and i actually kind of do the little thumb thing you know i mean and he actually was oh. a pretty nice guy but but you'll oh, go on the show and bet against the guy on but i'm betting against him yeah, and he's absolutely. listening to this as and he's yeah. probably really orange upset if you're listening you thank, you I, for, yeah. thank you for the thank you for the opportunity to take a picture with you um but roddy you're, roddy for the win roddy for the win i love gary channeling his inner la night let me talk to you 
Um, I'm going to talk to you, Mike. Babe. <laughs> I was actually going to say pretty much the exact same take as Steve. So I don't really have a whole lot to add. I'm also going with Roderick Strong. I I don't know. I, I was really on the fence on this one, but it's got to be Roddy, right? For all the reasons that Steve outlined. I feel like... I wouldn't be shocked if Orange won just because we've all been programmed at this point to expect Orange Cassidy to win every match he's in. But That's at some point, of it. you got to pull the trigger on the Undisputed Kingdom because just like Steve said, I mean, if they don't do this, it, that group is just a busted flush and they've only existed at this point to dethrone MJF and end his title reign, which... Fair enough, if that's the case. Um, and it's unfortunate that Adam Cole got injured when he did, but they got to do something with this. So, yeah, Roderick Strong. Okay. Well, looks like well, looks I was like the Mike's only gonna... one. Yeah. yeah, I'm the only Mike's... loyalist to orange. And why? Orange is my favorite color. Do you guys yeah. know why orange is my favorite color? Have I ever said this on the show? I don't think so, but I'd love to hear this story. No, Mike, why is orange your favorite color? No, it's really it's really simple and very from the heart. And I do want this on recording. If anything happens to me, I want to know. I want everybody to know this is why my favorite color is orange. So when I was in kindergarten or first grade, you know, when you go around the room and everybody says their favorite color, everybody says red, everybody says blue, green, pink for the girls and whatever, whatever. Nobody says orange. Well, you know what? I'm the kind of guy that felt during that time that things that weren't actually real had feelings. And I thought the color orange, the color orange would feel bad that nobody picked them. So I'm like, you know what? Orange is my favorite color. And I've stood by that since I was a wee lad of seven years old. Well, God bless you. Can I tell you something? Mm -hmm. Orange is actually my favorite color as well. Orange and brown are my two favorite colors. Huh. And my wardrobe, golden my wardrobe will uh, reflect <laughs> that. Yeah, we're getting way off topic, but a similar story I, I feel compelled to share now. Um, for the exact <laughs> same reason as you, Mike, I love math as my favorite subject in school, and I think it's because nobody else loved it. And one of my best friends was really good at it, and I wanted to be like him. So I said, you know what, math's my favorite subject. And it became my favorite and I got really good at it. And it basically shaped the rest of my life from that wow. point. So because uh, of the same logic you follow, geez. I like am a total geek now. So this is deep. This is really yeah. deep. And I didn't know you went to school with Bill Gates. That's amazing, Matt. <laughs> do you know, so cool. do you know what? Can, can I say one more thing before we move on? Orange was your favorite color. And <laughs> orange is dead. <laughs> so it's time to move on. All right. Yeah, deep talks here on Keep the Kayfabe, but you know, we're we're we have a wrestling takes and it's we like to open up a little bit here too. Yeah. So next match, Samoa Joe, current AEW world champion versus Adam Hangman Page versus Swerve Strickland and everybody's favorite Prince Nana. Mm. So this is a three-way match. I went first last time. Gary, why don't you lead us off? So this is this is the classic case of heart versus head. Uh, pro wrestling, my pro wrestling heart versus my pro wrestling head. My head tells me one thing, but my heart hopes for another. And in this case, um, in this case, I am actually going to controversially go with my heart and pick Swerve Strickland to win the title. Mm. Um, I 
even though the the um, the betting odds are definitely against him. Um, DraftKings, by the way, uh, shout out to our sponsor, DraftKings. Um, no, they're not. Oh, they're not. <laughs> Disclaimer. <laughs> Maybe that's wishful thinking. Maybe it's wishful thinking. You didn't. No, even they aren't paying us. We don't give. We don't give free ads oh. for all of our listenership. They need to start paying us. Oh, yeah. Pay yeah. You, yeah. Guys been li- yeah, you guys have been listening guys. from day one. It's time to yeah. pay up. Listen, um, I, I, he's. I, here's my thing. If he doesn't win, if he doesn't win, I think there's a bigger issue for the storyline for the AEW storyline. And if he, he's definitely he's clearly over with the with the crowd he's clearly and despite being a tweener he's almost baby faced to the crowd in many respects hangman did the dastardly deed right before you know on the go home show so i don't know i'm i'm going with swerve as a swerve okay steve well, there should be no question where my heart is on this one. I mean, Swerve is my favorite wrestler in all of professional wrestling right now. So I would desperately like him to have his moment. Do you guys remember when we did our beginning of the year prediction show? I made a prediction related to the AEW title. And, and in the interest of con- continuity, I'm going to stick with that prediction. I said back in that episode that the next person to be AEW champion was Hangman Adam Page. And I am going to predict that, that I think Hangman's going to win it because, um, I mean, honestly, it makes me a little sad. Samojo has been a brilliant champion and I really admire what he's done, but I think he's, he's going to be a transitional champ. Hangman to me is going to win it so that when Swerve gets its moment, it's going to be against his most hated of hated foes, maybe at Wembley. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. But, um, that's where I'm going with this. I, I don't want Hangman to win, although I'm, I'm warming to him now that he's like clearly embracing being a heel because he just wasn't working as a face to me as that like whiny like like just now they're just leaning into it and it's actually perfect so um mm-hmm. hangman adam page is going to win the title wow all right i did not I'm gonna see ha- that coming well i'm gonna have to agree with him because Ooh. i have not forget that uh, prediction by Steve because I listened to every episode of Keep the Kayfabe twice <laughs> since I'm the editor so I remember a lot of things that we say yeah. um, and that it, I, it makes sense and the man did not grow that mustache for nothing it's going to look real right. nice yeah that belt is heavy downstairs but he's he grows a heavy mustache upstairs boys well and think about this we've talked two title matches so far and I've predicted both mustachioed wrestlers to win the title Mustachioed, mustachioed, because like Roddy Strong's got that 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 kind of porn stash thing going too. So, um, what is it with that? (laughs) Channeling Val Venus even further into the show. Yeah, I guess the Tony Khan isn't forking over the dough in the showers for those Bic razors for these guys. I know they only are like thirteen cents a piece. What do you got, Matt? So I'm in the same boat as Gary and Steve that it's a case of the heart and the head. So in this case, Mike, I agree with you that I think Hangman Adam Page is going to win the belt. Um, I think 
it makes perfect sense, right? Because I, I would love to see Swerve win it. I think deep down, he's my guy. At the same time, I struggle to see where he goes with the title once he wins it at this point. Because waiting in the wings, you have guys like Wardlow, Will Ospreay, all these guys where realistically, I could not buy Swerve beating one of those guys, just given how hot they are right now. So I would love to see Swerve win. I think Hangman's going to win, but neither of those two are my pick because... On Monday, we had a poll on our Instagram page. For those of you who follow us, keep the kayfabe on Instagram. Thank you. We asked our loyal listeners, who do you guys think is going to win this match? And 100% of the folks who voted, which was more than one person, by the way. So it wasn't just like one person said Samoa Joe. Every single person who voted on this said Samoa Joe. A man of the people. You're a man of the people. If I'm going to be King Booker, I'm going to be the people's king. I'm going to go for Samoa Joe. Right, Man of the cool. people. Yeah. I just thought of one I, last point on that, if I, I may, like, just to re, like, actually, I thought you were going with the hangman pick, and I was going to make this as a compliment to what you said. But in terms of where does Swerve go, like, if he wins, I think the feud with hangman is so weird because he's beaten him every single time and then one draw. So he's never lost to him. So what's there left? And that's why I think hangman can't one win will not put him ahead in the feud but winning the title will so it's like like that'll just stick in his cross so i don't know i think that could be some good storytelling we shall see we shall that is a a good diversity of picks right there that could be the difference maker of who will win king bookha so let's keep her moving we got timeless tony storm the current women's champ uh and she's with mariah may and luther Versus Diana Perrazzo for the AEW Women's World Championship. Gary, it is your turn. I I had hope for Diana Perrazzo. That hope has faded very quickly. <laughs> I really thought he was gonna. I really thought there was a chance that you know. I don't know. Maybe I has too much confidence, but then you watch Sky Blue and Chris Statlander and you're like, what the hell? Like those get those two are way more entertaining right now as uh as women's wrestlers. So um and I, th- they had a chance with this story because they have history together and I just feel like it's kind of fizzled. I don't know. It's just kind of a and it's it's coming to this pay-per-view at a weird place. So uh, I do not see Deanna Praza winning. So I am going with Tony storm. All right. Uh, my turn. I will also go Tony storm for time's sake, Steve. <laughs> yeah, there's not much else to say. It's like, I actually was a really big Deanna Praza fan when she, I first saw her when she was in the May young classic, I think in NXT and i mean she just was really good and then she's built up this reputation through tna and elsewhere where she's like a really good technical wrestler and i felt like like, wow that is a real coup that AEW got her but i don't know like i don't know what what's going on but i just hasn't translated yeah i haven't seen a single match of hers since she's been in AEW where i was like yeah that's that diana that really impressed me it's like she's going in like 
quicksand like she's just slow and i don't know and then she nearly murdered um madison rain like it's just i don't know yeah even even if she was red hot i don't think she'd win the title because they're not gonna have her lose you know tony storm isn't gonna lose to her tony storm's gonna set up for like um mercedes monet or something so yeah this is just a transit this is just a filler match i agree with everything you said steve i Tony Storm doesn't need the belt right now, but at the same time, given how poorly this run with Deanna Perrazzo has gone, I feel like Tony's got to keep it. And she, I, I, you know, all things being different, I think when Tony Khan brought in Deanna Perrazzo, had Deanna landed the way I think everyone hoped she did, maybe there would have been a justification to put the belt on her. Cause again, I don't think Tony needs it at this point. Um, however, after that match with Madison Rain that Steve referenced, um, no joke. If you haven't seen it, it's by far one of the worst women's matches I've ever seen in my life. And those I, I don't are two think vets. Can, yeah. I don't think they can earnestly put the title on Deanna, so I'm going to go with Tony Storm as well. Okay. We are unanimous with that pick. All right. Let's go to the next match. It's a singles match for the Continental Crown Championship. AEW Continental Championship, Ring of Honor World Championship, and the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. There's a lot on the line here. If Danielson loses, he has to shake Kingston's hand, which is even more than all of what I just described. So (laughs) it's current champ Eddie Kingston versus Brian Danielson for all the marbles in this singles match. So, I mean... Think about this for this man, Eddie Kingston. We know his story, right? Um, we know that he's a proponent for mental health. He, we know he's very open about his feelings. He is open about how broke he was. Uh, people went to bat for him during COVID to get him in AEW, and he stuck around. And, you know, he's not afraid to be himself. And now he's in there with one of the greatest wrestlers in history. He will go down as one of the greatest wrestlers in history, Brian Danielson, respectively. So that in itself is a very nice thing that we have here on the card for uh, AEW Revolution. So I'm really happy about this. Who's going to win? I have no fucking clue. It'd be pretty cool if Eddie Kingston won, though, and went over on Brian Danielson because Brian Danielson isn't chasing championships. He's chasing matches. And I see this as Brian Danielson wanting to put over Eddie Kingston. So I'm going Eddie Kingston on this. That was very well said. I, I You so eloquent, like like that touched me right there. Um, you say that I, like I, we touch surprised. each other a lot. How could I yeah. how could I dispute that? that rationale (laughs) that um and i i actually agree with you i think the way you said it was really beautifully said uh (laughs) brian danielson is truly chasing matches because i think he 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 has made it very clear that he's out to get to wrestle some of you know his his you know the the wrestlers that he sees on his kind of proverbial Mount Rushmore, and he's trying to get those uh, amazing matches with them before his career ends and, or his in-ring career ends at least. And I see that, you know, this, this whole thing with him and Kingston, I, I have a hard time seeing um, 
Eddie not coming out in in front uh, in this case. Um, it will be interesting to see what this handshake kind of deal looks like and if it leads to anything. Uh, but I definitely uh, I'm with you, Mike. I think Eddie Kingston comes out on top. Thank you, Gary, for those nice words on my thing. I don't know. I was just speaking from the heart. And that's what we like to do. We're and, getting deep here tonight. And under normal K-Fay. circumstances, my sarcasm would come through, but I actually meant what I said. Like that was a very, very good rationale and argument. And I am fully up. with you on that one. So props to you, my friend props, but it must be the memory of Virgil. that's coming out, you know, inspiring us all right now. Hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. Steve, who do you got in this one? My friend. Oh, Eddie. Eddie. <laughs> Any reason? <laughs> Yeah, I just think it's time. No, uh, <laughs> my, my sources, my sources. It's not my first rodeo. Uh, no, I'm, I'm actually gonna keep. You guys said it better than I could, so I am going to say, um, Eddie, because for all those reasons, I think this this isn't about belts anymore for uh, Danielson. I think this is the yeah, he's going out on his terms. I don't think lumping all those belts on him while that would not be a nice little cherry on the Sunday. I don't think that's how he's going to go about his business. I think this is, this one's all Eddie and um, it's going to be a fun match, obviously. And I, I think, I think the handshake will be earnest. I sure hope so. Because the last thing I want to say, I don't know the Blackpool combat club, like they need to move on to something completely fresh and, they they feuded with Eddie and company a million times. So yeah, yeah. it is. Danielson has been over the top with the disdain towards Eddie and lack yeah. of respect. And it's just, it is getting it. It's almost bordering on, on corny to some degree. Like overacting so, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So I, I hope it's genuine too. Well, like Mike said at the beginning of the show, we got to play to offset each other's picks, right? I think what's cool about this pay-per-view is a lot of these matches you could argue could go either way. I, I mean, I think, you know, we each think we know how it's going to go. I'm actually going to go with Brian Danielson in this case, and I'll, I'll tell you why. I like it. I don't like the Blackpool Combat Club either. I think they're completely stale. So I don't know if Danielson winning a bunch of belts like really fits that profile. However, I also realize that Okada's coming. Osprey's here. And those guys are too good to be denied some sort of a title right out of the gate. So I can't imagine Tony Khan pulling the trigger on them, handing them the world title right away. So the Continental Crown is a great one because to me, that belt kind of symbolizes guys who love wrestling, right? Which, I mean, that's kind of what AEW is. But I think guys like Okada and Osprey really fit that profile well. So if you put it on Danielson, it sets him up for a couple more dream matches before he hangs it up. And then those guys could take that belt, run with it, you know, and elevate a bunch of other guys. So if you're thinking long-term booking, I think it makes more sense to have Danielson win it. Eddie at this point is like Teflon. He can afford to lose, you know, a million times. People got their win when he won the Continental Crown. Um, He could probably go after something else if he really needed to. But yeah, I'm going to go with Danielson. Mike, okay. are we are we doing mulligans this week this this time? Like where you can change your pick? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm just asking. I'm not going to change my pick. <laughs> well said. All right, cool. Let's keep her moving. We got Do-sure. Will Osprey Do-sure. versus Kanosuke Takashita. Yes, <laughs> yes. Well done. Nailed Mike. it. Nailed it. 
So this is a fucking match here, boys. I hope they get some time, at least 25 minutes. I bet it'll go a half hour. It is not my turn to pick. I believe it's Gary's. So who do you got in this, Gary? So while it is a banger of a match, it's it's just a little odd for me, like how this story kind of came about and just the... I, I, I believe that it's their attempt to get Osprey over as a baby face, um, which is fine. I mean, no, no issues with that because clearly it appears like they're trying to separate him away from the Don Cal's family. Although they have the backstory with him in the kingdom in terms of, um, you know, so with, with Aussie open, he's got kind of got that going on. And so it's a little bizarre, but all that being said, I do agree this could be a, a great match uh, and a really hard hitting match. Um, and I, I would, I cannot see Osprey losing uh, his first match. So I think he, he wins um, on uh, at revolution. All right. I'm going to say gonna... Will Osprey. I'm, I'm going to say more than one word, but uh, I'm just, I mean, there's to me, not much to say on this. I think it is be, it's probably one of the most exciting. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this match. I think what they did on Wednesday was outstanding. I think there is zero. This is like a stone cold lead pipe lock as there can be. There's no way they, they, they're making this big splash with Osprey and he loses. So, and they've done a good job protecting Kateshta, but this is why. So this is a big win for Osprey. Wow, you almost screwed up that guy's name, Steve. Good job. Good save. I wouldn't do that. In fact, as we all know, <laughs> I uh, I put Takeshta in my... Uh, I put the name Takeshta in one of my books just as a little bit of a what? shout out to, to Mike Bate. What, what's the name of the book and where can we find it? It's my second book. All three are out right now, but my second book, The Divided Man... Or no, sorry, it's my third book, The, the Gorgon Void that has Takeshta as a minor character. And, That's correct. Um, Yes, you will. Uh, you'll see that name, and um, that's a little homage to my my good friend Mike Bate. Your good, 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 good friend. Good, good, good. <laughs> really? Yeah, I put in it in there me? for you. Yeah. Oh, I fucking love you, man. And I mean, that's what we like to do here too. Is we're promoting diversity, right. even in <laughs> science fiction stories. Absolutely. So, if you so, haven't read the book, I have all three on one of my uh, my vintage record player in. Uh, my bedroom, so I cannot wait to settle down and bust open Steve Grobschmidt's trilogy. Congratulations on Thank those you. books, yeah, my and, friend. And um, I was very fortunate to be selected as one of Steve's beta readers. And yes. when I uh, stumbled across the name, um, I have to say that I, I chuckled. Uh, literally, hey. an a, a literal laugh out loud uh, because I was like, I knew exactly where it came from. So I thought it was pretty cool. I hope it's spelled wrong. And I hope, Oh my God, I somebody, and I hope somebody mispronounces his name and somebody has to correct him. It's the Keshta. So oh, use we'll that as th- what we'll to think about the audio book. book. Did okay? you, well, that's did funny. You I gave on a the pronunciation audio guide and I also told the story to my narrator because I'm like, you cannot get the name wrong. And she, uh, <laughs> she, she the little I heard so far, she, she got it right. So yeah. Act- but in the next book, like the next book that you write, make sure Dakeshta makes another appearance and then somebody fucks up the name and Dakeshta has to be like, actually, it's Dakeshta. Nice. Yes, that's a brilliant idea. That's fucking great. 
yeah. then give a keep the kayfabe promo code because you'll sell a lot more books with all of our That's listenership. True. It's true. Game Trilogy, available on Amazon, paperback, Kindle, and other formats. That's right. All right. Thank you. So sneaky ad read there here on tonight's promo, uh, uh, or um, excuse me, um, keep the kayfabe king book a show is uh, now it's my turn. And I'm going with, I know we talked about Takeshita a lot, and that's why I wanted to say his name so much, because I'm growing as a person, pronouncing people's names better. Yes, I am. But I'm going with Will Ospreay. So, you know, Steve was very convincing with his lead. When Steve says it's a lead pipe, it's a lead fucking pipe. So, that's Matt, right. you disagree with the man if you want, but I wouldn't recommend it. Right, buddy? Yeah, I, yeah Definitely. and I wouldn't do it either. And, in fact, I'm not going to disagree. I'm also picking Will Ospreay. Nothing to add. You guys all make really good points. I'm of all the matches on the card. I think this is the one I'm looking forward to the most, maybe with the exception of uh, the main event, which is not the world title match on this pay-per-view, but we'll get to that one. Hell yes, we will. But first we have to get to this one. It's Christian cage with a lot of people with them with kill switch, mother Wayne and the prodigy Nick Wayne versus Daniel Garcia. That air-humping motherfucker. <laughs> it's a singles match wow. for the AEW TNT Championship. All right. So, I know this. Daniel Garcia has been talked up as, like, one of the next budding stars of AEW. Like I said, I haven't been cl- paying close attention, so I don't really know what's all happening here. And thankfully, I don't have to pick first. Steve does. So, Steve, guide us, please. Um, I hold on here. Can we? Can we? Can you edit this out? Fuck you! I told. I told <laughs> sorry. I swear to God, I don't know. I'm kidding. Do I'll this, edit all that. Out. I got very distracted by something, and like you have to tell me right now what the match is because I was I totally got <laughs> zoned out looking at something. Just say the name of the match. You and I, bastard! Yeah, you worked him. It's Christian, Christian Cage. Oh my <laughs> God! How did Cage. I miss that? Versus Daniel Garcia. Yeah, and this is okay. I'm ready to go. Ready Were to you go. looking at your book sales? No, 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 like, no. I got I an email. I didn't I publish a, the episode yet. I got a work email. I like shouldn't have looked at, it, and then all of a sudden I was caught myself reading it. And anyway, it's nothing emergency, but I did manage to like block out everything you said. Christine this is Cage not, Garcia. This is not and I even heard you out. talk about the this dance, and I stay. laughed at it. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Hey, while anyway, we're on the topic of things you want to edit out, I just have to throw this out there for everyone. Um, Sorry, I have something on my desk that is really bothering me, and I just really need to clean a it vibrator? up right now. Oh, so yeah. So I have this little vacuum I'm going to use to do it. Yes. Okay. All right. I what should now? be vacuumed up for what I just did. Hey, do you guys mind if I clip my toenails? No. <laughs> no, no, I was going to massage your feet. Oh. Okay, I am ready. It's actually not a bad idea, bad idea to get a foot massager while you record a podcast because you're sitting here for a while. like mm-hmm. the man is not wrong, not wrong. Mm-hmm. I love that man. If you know, you know. It's not his first rodeo. Right. Okay, Steve. So this is a surprisingly really intriguing match to me because it doesn't seem like it was the original plan because Edge got hurt, but. It's also not a throwaway match. Like, can you know, if you figured it was all destined to be edge, then Christian would hold on and they'd kind of reset. But Daniel Garcia has been, inv- like you said, they've invested so much in him and it he's over like Rover. Like, 
it really wouldn't be a bad time to put the title on him. I think like um, that would be the, you know, cause like we've watched him go in these ups and downs and he's on an up, 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 man, what a moment he'd get his big pop of his career. But that being said, I just can't see Christian losing like this either. And like something that was kind of, so I could argue back and forth, which I just started to do, but I'm going to stop myself right now and say, I think because I've already predicted enough title changes, Christian's going to retain, but man, this one is like really difficult for me. All right. So Steve, you're saying Christian, Christian retains. All right. Um. So that would be my turn then. I let's let's uh rattle a cage. I'm gonna just go Daniel Garcia, that air humping motherfucker. He's gonna yeah. get it. And he's gonna literally rattle the cage. Mm-hmm. So that's all I'm gonna say. I really don't know much about the story. I just wanted to say air humping motherfucker three times on record. And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Gary? I... Oof. Ah. I'm going Daniel Garcia as well, and here's hey! here's my <laughs> rationale. Um, my rationale is that ultimately, I think that, you know, we know that Christian and... Um, and Copeland are on a collision course again, you know, down the road. Um, the title at some point is just a prop. And I cannot imagine that Adam Copeland came to AEW dreaming to be the TNT champion. Like, I just I have a hard time seeing that. And so without the prop it makes their story even more unpredictable to some extent because you're not sure which way it's going to go. And so, um, so I am going to um, go with Daniel Garcia um, as a, a bit of a wild card, even though a, a lot of the pundits and the betting odds are definitely in favor of Christian taking the t- retaining. Christian Copeland on a collision course. That's like something you'd see on WWE's website. They love alliteration. Um <laughs> But I can't argue with Gary's logic on this one. And I, in fact, am also going to go with Daniel Garcia. I think I've talked about this on the show before. I'm currently 38 years old. And there are times watching AEW Dynamite where I dance along to both Prince Nana's music and Daniel Garcia's dance, Mm -hmm. um, trying to replicate Mm -hmm. them as accurately as possible. So needless to say. That's why the man has twins, by the way. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah you gotta like got be careful. If you think if you think that's funny, trust me, it, reality hits you pretty quick. Um, but that aside, yeah, I'm gonna go with Daniel Garcia. I for all the reasons you guys said, it's just I'm gonna go with my heart on this one. I I get that they don't want to have too many title changes on any one show, but you know what? What, what would be the harm in that? I, I don't think Christian needs the title at this point. I also don't. I can't, my brain can't see him losing it because he's got how many people in his corner to Mike's point. But at the same time, Daniel Garcia needs a belt. He's been around for a long time and he hasn't had one. I think it's time he gets some recognition. So, yep, Daniel Garcia. You know, to your argument about title changes, like, um, isn't this like after this show is going to be, or like that they're going to unveil a new Dynamite logo, which is out there if you haven't seen it. It Actually, I like it. It looks good. But maybe they do do kind of a clean sweep to kind of start the new era. Yeah, baby. 
Let's check it out. All right. The picks are in for that one. Let's move along to FTR hmm. and the Blackpool Combat Club. It's a tag team match. Um, I believe I'm up. I believe. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to go FTR because I hate the Blackpool Combat Club <laughs> and FTR is cool. So there you go. Gary? I have the exact same sentiment. I can. I have lost all luster for the BCC. Um, I am glad I don't see Wheeler Yuta much more on television, at least uh, recently. He must be on Ring of Honor. He must He's be... Hurt. That's fine. Great. He can stay <laughs> on the shelf for a while, if not eternity. Um, and so, oh. um, but I'm with, uh, I'm, I'm going FTR um, because I think they have much more, much more to lose by not winning than the BCC does. Awesome. Matt, uh, Steve, excuse me. Yeah, Steve, there's not much. Pick? There's not. I mean, I, I think I'm mean, gonna just echo every damn word you guys said. I'm sick to death of the Blackpool Combat Club, especially in this iteration. I'm happy we Wheeler Yuta's out of it, but I just Claudio and Moxley are really good all timers, but I couldn't be more bored with the two of them together. And FTR is just like far more irrelevant and great and needs to do great things before they hang it up. And there's just, yeah, there is no reason to have FTR lose this match. And I hope to God they don't. So I'm definitely saying FTR. Please, okay. God. It's a it's a clean sweep for FTR. Um, my logic, it, I agree with everything all you guys are saying. One other reason I'll throw out there that maybe our listeners can also think on a little bit is this match, AEW has a track record of having guys be just badasses who love beating each other up. And I, I think that's kind of how this match stemmed, honestly. I'm so sick of seeing these kinds of matches, and I really don't care about this one. Um, I think they've done an okay job with it compared to a lot of other matches like this. But yeah, it's got to be FTR. And part of the reason I'm thinking that is you also have Sting and Darby versus the Young Bucks. And I might be kind of spoiling one of my predictions for later on by saying this, but if hypothetically the Bucks were to win the tag titles, FTR is a great natural opponent for them at a show later on down the road. Um, you know, they're going back to Wembley Stadium later this year. Th that is a Wembley Stadium sized tag team title match. So, you know, long term, it makes sense. Short term, it makes sense. I'm going to go with the FTR as well. Good All points. Right. I am actually going to be using my kick out because I said FTR to set the tone for everybody's bitterness because everybody has said they hate the Blackpool Combat Club and everybody has been picking with their emotions and the disdain. And there's going to be a lot of feel good moments tonight or not tonight at Revolution. We're going to see that Eddie Kingston win, shake their hands. We're going to see stings, whatever. I mean, we somebody just said it. Nobody cares about this match, FTR versus BCC. So why would they care who wins? So I'm going to take the other team than you all pick to try to offset you. So I'm using my kick out. I'm going with BCC. Oh, we got right. worked. Worked the fuck out of you. And I cannot swerve, wait swerve to be the new pick. I cannot wait to win King Booka on that pick. Putting you anyway. through a table, Mike B. Putting you through a table. You guys can kick out whenever you want also. Chris Jericho versus Kickouts Wardlow. Kickouts are for weak-minded fools. Wait, 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 wait. 
Chris Jarrett, like the, the, I heard, a, I thought I read something online that they went away from this meat madness or whatever. They did. You read correctly. I don't know. Yes. It's on, it's on uh, Wikipedia. That's where I'm running down this card. It's the all-star scramble match. The winner yep. will receive a future AEW world championship match. That Wikipedia, the official source of keep the kayfabe research. It is true. To injuries. It's true. <laughs> yeah, they were talking about this on Dynamite. I, I think, I don't know. Was it Lance Archer or Hobbs who got hurt? I, I forget who, but they ended up getting away from the meat madness theme, and now it's an eight man scramble, kind of like Mike was saying. So yeah, it's just uh, it's just a bunch of guys in like a crazy multi man first pin to a fall wins match. Perfect. Well, they got the honey ham himself in there, Chris Jericho. <laughs> so they're keeping the meat theme alive versus Wardlow versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Lance Archer versus Hook, who's not very meaty on the bone, but meaty enough, versus Brian Cage versus Magnus versus Dante Martin. Martin, who's not also meaty at all either. He's very skinny. So those two aren't going to win at all. Um, It's not my pick. So Gary... You're welcome to kick it off. Mike, in honor of you, this is the Wardlow coming out party. This Fuck is where yeah, your man comes to shine. Um, Absolutely. Whether it's meaty, whether it's um, some sort of fatal 50 way, whatever the case may be, somehow, some way, the Wardmeister reclaims his rightful place on the top of the mountain. Absolutely. I'm going to forego Steve. I'm going to skip him and just reiterate. I mean, this is a no-brainer. If they ever make a Michael Wardlow documentary, this might be his match that will go down in history as the thing (laughs) that changed the tide and got the guy the documentary in the first place. This is completely sarcasm, but I fucking love you, Michael Wardlow. I'm going with you, buddy. I'm just saying, if he does not... Mike, if he does not win this, it's just not good. Like this, like what are we doing? What well, are we I, doing? I am also <laughs> going to forgo Steve on this one because I agree with Mike. This is kind of a no-brainer. And yeah, if if Wardlow loses this, it, it's the end of his career as we know it. Um, I, I'm sitting over here chuckling though because when Mike was introducing this match, and we initially thought this was going to be Meat Madness. Dude, can you imagine Jericho in this match <laughs> alongside like just the biggest dudes in AEW? And they could legitimately call it Meat Madness because of the honey baked ham being in there. God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we could see the return of the big show. He could come out and create some controversy, but boy. God we'll bless Wardlow if he does not win this one. <laughs> Steve, you still need to make your pick. Yeah, you need I think me to da- run down all the wrestlers again? I think Dante Martin is going to take this one. And let me tell you why. No, he's not. <laughs> That's not my pick. Um, honest to God. I mean, yeah, just see what I said earlier about like uh, the tepid team that Adam Cole has with him right now. And for the same reasons, I can't fathom Roddy Strong blowing it in his first title match. Wardlow cannot. He came out with his impassioned speech a week ago about how he's been wronged and all that. For him to come out in this big moment on his first pay-per-view in this new gimmick and not win, my God, then just stick a fork in him. So, you know, stick a fork in that honey bake ham. Um, it has to be Michael Wardlow, and I emphatically agree that Michael Wardlow will win. All right. Well, buddy, we are in unanimous agreement. 
And there is a high flyer in this, and his name is Dante Martin. I will already go on record and say this guy is going to run up these big men, like do some American ninja, like crazy moves. Like you have all these strong guys, and then you got like this skinny guy that literally did a Joe Theismann injury, <laughs> and they're putting him in there and be like, hey, you want to – let's see what you got. You want to put your body – the end of the line you want to do some weird shit you want to go crazy go ahead this is your arena so god bless wrestling so that we're gonna see some of that so let's throw in a stipulation real quick too who is michael wardlow gonna pick uh or pin to win this match i'll run down the wrestlers one more time really quick honey bay cam chris jericho powerhouse hobbs lance archer hook brian cage magnus dante magnus I have no clue, and he's not important TNA? enough to get the pin. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's gonna be uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's gonna be Dante Martin actually that gets pinned. No, yeah. no, yeah, okay, I will, I will. Too, I'm gonna. There's too many options. Just go with your gut, and and I'm following you. I'm also going with Dante. I'm going honey okay. baked ham. Chris Jericho's looking so at the lights. No way. I'm absolutely Are you going. Kidding me? I'm going Jericho. <laughs> that guy doesn't lights. put anybody over. You he guys does. are fucking you guys are fucking high. He strong arms his way into the pay-per-view to do a job in an eight man. I don't That's think so. Look at how many times Chris you Jericho's re- done the job. Chris Jericho has done the job. That is that is not Dude. true. He has definitely well, done jobs. Well, not okay. frequently, well, mind you, but well, Hey, you might be onto something because but the guy you, does this have is a the popular inflection podcast. point. This is the inflection point of Chris Jericho. Career. Chris Jericho does have a successful podcast, and now he probably will get Wardlow on his podcast. Be like, "Hey, Big Mike, do you remember when I put you over at AEW Revolution and I let you pin the the great one, Chris Jericho, and springboarded your uh, career? Uh, take me through that moment when you uh, pinned me and I gave you that honor and right." Exactly. <laughs> Dude, exactly. I swear I just listened to 30 seconds of talk as Jericho. That was spot on. Yeah, well, maybe I'll get an extra point if that ever happens. All right, so we got one more before we get to... No, this is the main event. It is Sting. Is it confirmed as the main event? I mean, what else would be? Well, okay, let's hold that thought until we get to our our, It's our main event. Okay, no, I'm good with that. It's Sting and Darby Allen with Ric Flair versus the Young Bucks. And it's a tornado tag team match for the AEW World Team Championship. This will be Sting's retirement match. And I mean, when I see tornado match with Sting and Darby Allen in it, that is just, you know what? There's probably four quarters to Sting's career. And you can go back and listen to our previous episode when we broke down his career and there was all these phases and we played a game about him. We had all those useful imp- information tidbits about the man's career, but I will say this, the tornado match is what sting. I think did the best in AEW. There was so many great moments, even on dynamite, even on, um, rampage. I think he was even on doing tornado matches. It seemed like the guy was in a tornado match twice a month and they were all bangers and we're like are you seeing Stang still doing this he's like above the merchandise stand 
uh, on a ladder, putting people through the table. Like, it's great. I love this guy in a tornado match. So I think, um, I mean, classically, when it's your last match, you leave your boots in the ring and it, you take the loss and you put the next generation over. I think because Darby is already his partner, that's already going to be the sign signification that the torch is passed and um, they're going to win. And he's going to leave his boots in the ring with the win because the dude is undefeated. It's going to be beautiful. Um, AEW doesn't fuck around. They didn't fuck around when they acquired, acquired this guy. And they're going to send him, you know, into retirement on a high note. So Sting and Darby all the way. Thousand percent, baby. Woo! Yeah, skipping the line here. Um, <laughs> I... Yeah, it's funny. I feel like all the old timers love putting over their opponents in retirement. And I kind of alluded earlier to how long term I think it would be sweet for the Bucks to win because then they could feud against FTR maybe down the road. But at the same time, I mean, my God, you got to put over Sting and Darby in this match. I mean, talk about what a, what a feel good moment that would be to end the show on. I mean, it's like the highest of highs. I, and I talk about this all the time. Like, uh, yeah, I was a WWF guy. I'm not a WCW guy. Yeah. That doesn't mean anything. Sting is like by far won me over as an adult who watches professional wrestling. Like I, I don't connect with it emotionally the same way I used to, but I do with sting. Mike talked about how these tornado matches are stings thing. And they're just always a good time. And he's spot on what they've never failed. He's never had a bad match in AEW. I remember even the first match he was in like this where people didn't know if he could still go or to what level he could still go. And I remember the first match like that, he dove off the barricade and just did a cross body onto somebody off the barricade. And it was so unexpected that the crowd lost their minds and fast forward, you know, a few years and he's diving off of like, corridor entryways like 20 feet off onto like a pile of guys i mean it's just unreal so i'm just now starting to kind of fantasy book in my mind like what's the craziest thing sting's gonna do in this match and i i honestly don't know it could be like the greatest tornado tag match in aew history and that's a lot to put on his shoulders alongside all the other great tornado tag matches he's done um I don't know how Ric Flair fits into the match. I know we saw him on Dynamite this past week, and it was kind of a cool moment, except for the fact that the guy kind of moves like, you know, the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz. But uh, aside from that, he's got to get worked in somehow. I don't really care how, but we'll, I'm sure we'll find out on Sunday. But I could go on and on and on about this match. We, I'm not saying anything we haven't already said. I'm going to go with Sting and Darby. Hmm. So I felt very strongly after weeks of consideration a certain way until dynamite and i'll just yeah this is what i'll just say i've struggled with this match because sting seems like the type that would insist upon going out on a loss however the way they've booked this the fact that it's in greensboro the fact that the bucks i mean are just doing this over the top this like like obnoxious heel thing like to the point of overacting, I think, even to a degree. Um, just feels like I can't even imagine them coming out on top on that pay-per-view. Um, 
And then, I mean, I don't think it's confirmed, but I think where this match fits is going to make all the difference because if this is the main event for sure, there is no way on God's green earth they end the pay-per-view with the heelish Bucks beating the legend in his final match. I mean, that's a terrible visual. So, I mean, I wish I wish we knew that because, like, if it was the main event, I wouldn't even be talking anymore. I'd have a firm opinion. But Dynamite did nothing but cloud my opinion. I was going into Dynamite thinking Sting was going to win for sure. But the fact that they got their comeuppings on the box, like in the in the show before, Flair with his weird, like, I was really hoping that he would go into the pay-per-view looking like he was with Sting and Darby, or look, looking like he was with the Bucks, because then he'd do a swerve, maybe, but, like, he kind of blew his wad on that one and already attacked the Bucks. <laughs> is that a swerve? You know what I mean? He still could be with the Bucks. So I don't know how that fits in. Anyway, this is just, to me, like, in, in a good way, like, I have no idea what the hell's going on. I really, really, really times a hundred logic and old school booking be damned. Do not want to see the Bucks win. It would, I'd understand it, but it would annoy the shit out of me. I don't really like their new characters. I think they're like overacted, like to absurdity almost. And I just can't imagine like, how do you transition that? Like Sting just kind of getting up and kind of waving and leaving. It's like, I think they have invested into this undefeated streak so beautifully that I, Somebody talked him out of it, I'm hoping. Somebody talked Sting out of like, okay, dude, I know you feel you have to get go out on an L, but you got to go out on a W. And that's what I'm just hoping to God. So that's my pick, is that I've never picked against Sting yet, and I've been right every time, like a lot of us have. I'm going to do one more time that he's going to win. Not to talk out of turn, but one other thing that popped into my head that, Mike, Gary, maybe this will influence your pick as well. You know, Steve, you may bring up a good point. If it were the main event, you would know. Um, I I honestly think part of the reason they're having a three-way for the world title is because it kind of dilutes that match a little bit and makes it feel a little bit lesser than a true main event. So then you take Sting's final match, and that fits in perfectly for a main event slot, in which case, yeah, how could he not win? So That's actually a really good point, especially since, okay, if Swerve winning at the end of a pay-per-view would actually... The fans would like that. But if like Hangman won or even Joe, that would be a kind of a flat end of a pay-per-view. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it's interesting. And they're probably wise that they didn't say where the match is going on yet, because that would telegraph like if Sting is in the main event, there's no way he's losing. Mm-hmm. So, Gary, I I'm. I'm as torn as I've ever been as a wrestling fan yeah, in terms of for real. Like I honestly, as a traditionalist, I cannot believe Sting would not look up at the lights for his last match. I mean, and that's why. It, but, but yet in the same token, I just how awful the whole Young Bucks parading around would be i just uh i just can't even and if you know when rick flair had his last match when others have had their last match it's gone on a mid midpoint in the card here the problem is they they've built this thing up in such in a Greensboro. way yeah and i just i'm having a really hard time i i don't know like the go home show gives you indication they already got their comeuppance. So you kind of feel like, okay, well, the script is already starting to write, but I don't know. I, 
I, I, uh, okay. There's no way Sting isn't going to do the job. There's just no way. And I don't know how it's going to play itself out. I just cannot see him breaking tradition because of who he is and what he's about. So I'm sadly going young bucks. Very wow. begrudgingly. Wow. Interesting from the current King Booker. All right. Well, thank you for that, Gary. And best of luck to you on that pick. You, That's you a can freaking still tough use match. Your, yeah. your, um, you can use your kick out. We still have one stipulation to get to, and that is going to be what's the opening match. Matt, since you got to pick last, this whole time why don't you pick first for us just for fun i just made that a rule sure yeah no that's fair um not uh i'm gonna go with the eight man scramble (laughs) to open the show i feel like that's a good feel good match just to get the crowd fired up Alrighty, steve i am gonna go osprey takeshita because osprey I mean, that's a great way to have him make his first match as a official roster member. The crowd will just eat every second of that matchup. He's going to win. Get everybody excited. That's my pick. All righty. I'm going Christian and Daniel Garcia. Yeah, I think I think Christian um, finds himself earlier in the card on a lot of pay-per-views for good reason. I think. Um, he generates a lot of heat, and I think with a potential title change, that this could be a great way to start the start the pay per view. All right, I'm gonna go real bold, and I'm gonna say it's gonna be the AEW Championship match to lead off Rev- mm. Revolution. Um, just because, like I said, there's not a lot going on. It's Sting's big night. Be like, hey, if you had any fucking hesitation that the championship match will be the headliner you're fucking wrong sting's gonna be the headliner so i'm gonna say the most important match is the beginning and the end and we know sting's gonna be the end so i'm gonna go with the championship match and there's my logic i hope you're right because then that'll give me confidence sting's gonna indeed win that's good booking (laughs) all right Cool, boys. Well, there it is. Um, AEW Revolution is going down this Sunday. There's our picks. We cannot wait to watch. And Steve is already getting a jump on going to bed because he's feeling one thing. No. What am I feeling? (laughs) I'm hoping he's feeling three things. One thing makes me concerned. Oh, boy. (laughs) Well... Oh, man, we got to put this on YouTube. Gary just making out with Virgil was kind of oh. kind of crazy. Just two bald men. That's Ebony screen- and Ivory. You can screenshot some of that. Mm-hmm. That might be good. That'll go on the All Instagram right. for sure. We are going to do three things this week, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah? What are those? You need to stay humble, stay hungry, and stay hard. Triple H. Woo.